Hi listeners, welcome back to Motivate, the Motivation Inspiration Podcast. I'm your host, Dahi D, and today's guest is Michael Stainer talking about how to set goals. I chose this episode because part of personal development is setting better goals for yourself. Setting things that get you up in the morning and setting things that keep you going late at night. Setting goals is a science, not an art. What was the last major achievement you've achieved that you didn't have a goal attached to it? That's it for me today. Thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Um, and what do you want? Those are other questions that I sometimes ask at the start of an event. So if any of that's useful, steal away. If none of that's useful, we'll, we'll move on. So I want us to, I want you to find a worthy goal. And my goal today is to get you some way down the path towards drafting a worthy goal. And you've heard me, you know, whinging about smart goals and how I don't really rate them as a, a particularly useful thing, or at least they're useful in their place, but they're, they're not a great place to start when you're thinking about setting a goal. So let's get into a worthy goal. And a worthy goal has three elements to it. A worthy goal needs to be thrilling and important and daunting. So let me ask you this in the chat. When I say that a worthy goal needs to be thrilling, what do you think I'm talking about? What does that bring up for you? And Chris, let me put you on the spot while people are filling in their uh, their answers. What, what does thrilling bring up for you in terms of an idea? Mm, I think um, it needs to be something that scares me, that puts my stomach or whatever in my throat. So for nice. us, it's like making the kind of change that we don't think is quite possible yet, but we're, we wanted to dare to do it. Nice. Yeah, I love that. So some of the nice stuff coming through in the chat makes you excited, exciting, visceral. I want to do it. Makes your heart pump, a little nervous. So there's a bit of that dauntingness coming through. Tiffany's saying rousing, and I love rousing. That's a really, really terrific word. Yeah, for me, thrilling is about it lights you up. It's what you care about. It's what you're up for. It makes you rub your hands and go, oh, yeah, this. Thrilling speaks to my values, my interests, my passion, my sense of myself now, the person who I want to be when I grow up. Thrilling is all about you. And the power of thrilling, it's delightfully selfish because it's just about what you care about. It's just what will get you going. And in doing so, it makes it a counteraction to the sense of obligation that we sometimes kind of inherit. Sometimes that sense of obligation comes from inside us. Sometimes it comes from outside us. But quite often there's this like, well, you know, I ought to, I should be, you know, in this, at this stage, it's probably appropriate that I and we can kind of inherit these things that can be a little much. And thrilling at this stage is just all about you. So thrilling is great. But if your goal is just thrilling, if it's just about you, then it's limited because it's just about what you want in your life. And I want it to be more than that. So I'm looking for you to have a goal that is not only thrilling, but also important. And the power of important comes, you know, it's best expressed from um, a writer who I love. Her name is Jacqueline Novogratz. She wrote a book called A Manifesto for a Moral Revolution. 
And she runs a very cool company. It's called Acumen. And it's effectively a venture capitalist for nonprofits. So, um, and she's got a TED talk on this. So if you hunt her down and find her most recent TED talk, you can get the 18 minute version of, of this idea. She has a statement in that book and in that TED talk, which I think is at the heart of what important is. And it's this, can you give more to the world than you take? Can you give more to the world than you take? And yeah, Richard's saying it reminds you of JFK's ask not what you can do for your country, but what, or what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. So nice link there, Richard. Um, so, you know, in, in your personal stuff, it's around how do you give more to the world than you take? If you're thinking of a worthy goal in your work setting, you're then thinking about how does this fit to the big picture? How does this fit to the strategy? How does this align to the, the bigger goal of what we're trying to achieve as an organization? How do I fit that in? So it's a call to be more strategic. And the power of important as one of the three elements of the worthy goal is it's a counteraction against overly self-centered. You know, when I look at the, the worst of the self-help world and the kind of prosperity world, it's kind of all about me. How do I get a bigger car and a bigger house and a bigger this and a bigger that and more bling and all of that stuff? And I'm like, look, there's, there's a great case to be made for individual prosperity. But if that's all it is, that's way less interesting to me because, man, this world needs people like you taking on worthy goals. So all of our world gets a little bit better. So thrilling, lights you up, important, gives more to the world than it takes. The third element, and really, I think, Chris, you, you were really t- touching on this as well when you were talking, is it needs to be daunting. It needs to have you, I think I saw somebody in the comments say, um, a little bead of sweat <laughs> the back of your neck. And, yeah, I want you to have sweaty palms as you think about this. Um, uh, another writer who I love, her name is Liz Wiseman. Uh, she's best known for a book called Multipliers, but she has a brand new book out that I can recommend called uh, Impact Players. Uh, she says, when we, we were talking about this, she said, like, daunting is when you know how to start, but you don't really know how you'd finish. <laughs> I think that's a pretty good way of putting it, which is, like, oh, yeah, I feel like I could take the first few steps into this, but how it plays out, <laughs> I don't know. How, how does that work? Now, here's what I would say, because I get asked this a lot. What if you just got two out of three? Is that good enough? And I'm like, look, it won't be bad, but really the best worthy goals have as good a mix between thrilling and important and daunting as you can pull off. If it is thrilling and important, but not daunting, it means that you've hit a plateau. It means that you're no longer really growing and learning. And so that you're, you're, it's exciting for you and it's serving a purpose, but you've stopped growing. And thrilling important but not daunting means that you've hit a plateau. You're no longer growing. And why I do this work is I want to unlock your greatness. And if you don't have daunting, you're not going to be unlocking your greatness. If it's thrilling and daunting but not important, then sure, you'll, you'll grow. Sure, you'll, you'll get nourished by it, but you don't make our world better. So it's a little self-centered. and. I need our world to be better. Like I'm worried about it. I need people taking on bigger things than that. So I want you to think bigger than just what can I get out of this? And if it is what's left important and daunting, but not thrilling, you lose the internal motivation, the internal driver to actually get this stuff done. Because in some ways, 
Thrilling gives you internal motivation. Important gives you external motivation. And daunting provides the engine of personal growth. And that's why these three things are such a strong combination when you weave them together. Now, some of you, as I talk about this, some of you have gone, oh, this is helpful because I kind of know what my worthy goal is. And this is helpful kind of refining it a bit, but I've kind of got a sense of what I might put my time and attention to. And some of you are like going, I don't know, it sounds good, but where do I even start with this, Michael? I mean, it's, it's a big thing and I want a worthy goal, but where do I look? So for all of you who are thinking to yourself, where do I look? Let me give you three quick lenses and then we're going to get into actually having a drafting a worthy goal. So I think there are these three different places that you might choose to look, three different types of lenses that you can put up to the world, which might uncover opportunities for you. And the first one is a really simple division, two spheres. There's work and there's not work. Now, I don't love this division just as a kind of design thing, honestly, because it makes it sound like work is everything and then there's whatever's left over is the not work. And I don't really think that's how life goes, but you get how that's a practical division. It's like work, not work. It, that, that's kind of clear and clean for me. So you'd be choosing to go like, okay, the way I make a living, the, way, the organization I'm connected to, Maybe my worthy goal can be found there. And often that's where I go to because I get a lot of meaning from my work. So often I'm defining my worthy goals in terms of, you know, the projects that I've got coming up. Um, but maybe it's outside work. Maybe you're like, you know what, there's a place for me to look outside work. And we'll get into that in just a minute. The second lens that you can be thinking about, and this is a really important one, is the scale at which you're choosing to play. And I think the scale can go from narrow to broad. Or maybe a better word here is not narrow, but intimate. Because one of the things that people sometimes assume about worthy goals is that if it's not kind of earth-shaking, it's not really worthy. If you're not liberating a country or leading a movement or initiating a revolution, it doesn't count. And I don't believe that for a moment. I think... There are thousands and millions, in fact, of worthy goals that can happen at a really intimate scale. It's just about where you're putting your focus and where you want to make a difference. So to give you a sense of how you can combine context, the two spheres, and, and scale together, you know, if you're thinking about non-work, got it on this side, oh, sorry, on this side, you know, I think the, the, more, the most intimate unit you could probably work at is your family. And you can be thinking to yourself, my worthy goal is to be a better parent or a better partner or a better son or a better stepson or something about the relationship and about how you're working that family together. Maybe you're thinking about your community. And of course, your community can be your online community, just like the future here is an online community. Um, maybe it's a local community. So I might be looking out my window and going, it's my small part of Toronto. It's Ronces Fails. Maybe that's my community. Or maybe it's my street. Marion Street, maybe that's my community, or maybe it's Toronto, or maybe it's Canada. So you can be focused on a geographic focus for your community. Or maybe, and this will be ring true for some of you, and it rings true for me as well, maybe you're thinking about your audience. If you're a creator, you're thinking about how do I serve the people listening to my podcast or who buy my art or who buy my books? How do I bring them together and create a worthy goal around the people who I want to understand and celebrate and consume the stuff that I put out into the world. And then maybe at the, the, the broader scale is like you channel your inner Greta and you kind of think about what's a movement, what does that look like? 
And then in work, I think the corresponding ones are like your team. You could be thinking about how, how do I build a team that's extraordinary? How's my worthy goal connected to my team? Or your business unit, if you work in a bigger organization. And business unit, here you're often thinking about your, your customers or your clients as well. Maybe it's something about your organization. There's a worthy goal connected to culture or a worthy goal connected to strategy. Or maybe it's about how your organization meets the world and serves the world. You know, honestly, I'd love somebody at Facebook to take that conversation on and be thinking about that. So context and scale and how that combines. And then there's a third lens, because hopefully you've found something or you've got some inkling of what might be there. I think there's almost like three doorways you can kind of walk through. One is the project, the work that needs to be done. One is the people, and then there are patterns. So project is about what's the work that needs to be done. It's the, it's the literal or the digital dust, dirt under the fingernails. It's like what, what gets started or launched or begun or shut down or continued. Then there's the people side. So you may put more emphasis on the relationship that's being happening. You know, you're strengthening the relationship between a person and you and that other person. And that can happen in any project. Or maybe it's about patterns. And patterns are your patterns. Like, how do you get in your own way? How do you rise above old ways of working that are no longer serving you? All right. There's a lot coming at you. So I appreciate that. Before I get us into thinking about what writing a draft might look like, and I'm such a fan of writing drafts, um, in the chat, tell me what's been most useful or most valuable for you so far. What's landed? And while you're chat- putting that into the chat, I'm going to check in with Chris and ask him the same question. Chris, for you, what's, what's been most useful or most valuable? And of course, those of you who've run, read The Coaching Habit, and I saw a bunch of you hold that up, you know this question. It's the last question in the book. So I'm you know, practicing what I preach here. Chris. Mm, very good, Michael. I, I think the most useful thing for me thus far is thinking about my, my goals in these three lenses, the thrilling part, the important part, and the, and the, the daunting part. I, I think it's a, it's a pretty potent combination of, of how you can find that sweet spot in the middle. Not easy to do, but that's why it's a worthy goal. That's right. Lovely. That's great, Chris. Thank you. And lots of people are kind of agreeing with you. Lots of people going, look, it's helpful to have the three different elements. Uh, Andreas, I think it was, it said they like the, the differentiation between worthy and smart. Um, Ali is going, look, the daunting is really striking a chord for me. Uh, Brian's liking that we unlock our greatness by working on the hard stuff. Thank you, Brian. I like that quote too. Feel free to tweet it out. I thought that it was the only thing that was worth rescuing from that first draft, but I'm, but I'm glad I saved it. Um, and the scale for Matthew was helpful. Uh, you know, I got an email from somebody um, uh, yesterday, actually, um, Jay Klaus, who, who runs a podcast some of you might know. I think it's called The Creative Element. So it probably is a helpful podcast for many of you to listen to. And he, he and I had talked about the book and he, he wrote to me saying, you know, that, that has really resonated. And I realized that too many of my goals aren't important. They're about, you know, revenue targets or whatever it might be. And actually the important thing becomes the way for me to actually enroll more people to the work that I'm doing to find a cause. It has more people go, look, I, I want to, I want to be part of that with you. So lovely. Lovely. 